away. Huberto walks in, makes a move, and he scores! Jonathan Huberto! And he scores! Alexander Markov! What a move! He's giving the Panthers the lead once again! Welcome to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. Here are your hosts, Jameson Olive and Doug Plakins. Hey everybody, welcome back to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. We thank you very much for being here with us once again. New material each and every Wednesday. So thanks for being here. FloridaPanthers.com slash Territory Talk, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you find your favorite podcast, you can find Territory Talk there. You obviously found it someplace today because you're tuned in. And this is a very important episode of Territory Talk for several reasons. We have a couple of special guests that we're going to have coming your way here shortly. Doug Plagans here, as always, joined by Jamison Olive from FloridaPanthers.com. And Jamison, special guest coming, a special show as well, because we're talking camp. We're going camping, Jamison. We're going camping. Two special guests. We're, we're, we're kicking off camp with a bang here. Two-day rookie camp here started the other day on Tuesday, uh, Wednesday today, the final day. Camp started at 9.30. All the guys were out there. 25 guys, attended big names you know, Henrik Borkstrom, Owen Tippett, Sarah Noel, uh, Alexi Hepaniemi, Riley Stillman. The list goes on. Heavy hitters at this camp. And then right after this is done, on Friday, training camp starts. 61 players are going to be there. So th- th- this is it's, the ice is going to be packed. It's going to be a lot of guys here. And everyone's fighting for a spot uh, to and nail to get on this team, not just because it's the NHL, it's the Florida Panthers, because so many guys want to play on this team specifically this season. When you look at Sergey Bobrovsky, Alexander Barkov, Joel Quenville is obviously a huge selling point for all these guys. I mean, we talked to some guys and they were just, they lit up when we said, you know, what's it like, you know, trying to impress Joel Quenville? And like, oh my God, it's Joel Quenville. So obviously everyone wants to make this team. Uh, all 61 guys cannot, unfortunately. 23 has to be the number. So it's going to be really exciting as we kind of go into training camp in the preseason. That's when things really ramp up. And obviously a lot of players coming in, but for the rookie camp participants, you've got some guys who are in their first rookie camps. You've got some guys who are, uh, you know, not in their first training camp here. And I know one of the most fun things, Jameson, is, you know, over the years, you see guys maybe go from their first development camp to their first training camp. Maybe they knock off some of those other firsts along the way. And now you've got the guys like uh, like Owen Tippett, Riley Stillman, guys who've been in the picture here for a while now. And you, you kind of get that feeling like you're, you're seeing him grow up a little. Yeah, bit. you are. I mean, Owen Tippett, uh, he's always been a big guy, but he looks he just three three years ago to now. It's very different. He's, he's got an NHL player's body. He's huge. Uh, he looks like he can go out and score a couple goals, you know, if you ask him to tomorrow. So uh, Riley Stillman, another guy, you know, he was a fresh face kid. When we draft him, you know, son of Corey Stillman. And now it seems like He's really his own man. He's coming off his first pro season. You sense that. You feel that in how he talks, how he looks. Um, and then you still do have the little guys. I mean, Vladislav Kolyachonik's out there, a second-round pick from this uh, June's draft. Um, uh, Henrik Rubinsky's out there. He looks like a little kid. But it's going to be fun to see him, like we said, in three years when he is in Owen Tippett's spot trying to make this team. So uh, old, young, they're all here. They're all excited. They're all fighting for different things. Some guys are fighting you know, to last around for a couple games. Some are fighting for a roster spot with the Panthers. Some are fighting for a spot on the Thunderbirds. Everyone's fighting for something, but uh, it all starts here at rookie camp and that's a good segue into you talk about players who are in their first camp <laughs> into somebody else our our first guest who's in her first camp with the with the florida panthers katie gauze is the new panthers digital reporter and sideline reporter she joins us right here right now on territory talk katie welcome congratulations great to have you here thanks for taking some time for territory talk 
Gentlemen, thank you very much. I'm excited to be here, excited to be up in the big show and can't wait to continue this season with the both of you and with this incredible team. We always talk about guys getting called up from the minor leagues, from the from the junior leagues. Uh, you're coming from the minor You're coming from the USHL. That's the United States Hockey League. A lot of your favorite Panthers have traversed that area. Uh, Mike Matheson, former, former USHL stud, guys like that. So uh, obviously a ton of talent in that league. But for uh, an up and coming reporter, I mean, how much did that league help you? And maybe kind of tell us some, uh, a story or two from your time in the USHL last season. You know, that league is great because it is all about development and they gave me so many different responsibilities and and the creativity was really the biggest thing. I was able to go in there, you know, with not a whole lot and kind of do whatever I wanted to really build up the media, you know, take advantage of, of both sides, learning, you know, the social media and the Twitter, but also getting out in front of the camera and doing what I love to do best and putting on my very own video show. It was a lot of fun and, and the guys are great. I mean, I had worked in the American League, so to go back and work with these junior players, there's so much hunger and they're so excited and, and they're still so in love with the game of hockey. You know, you can tell every time they touch the ice that they're really, really just having fun. Uh, so it was a really cool experience just to work with, you know, guys on maybe a bit of a different level. And then, of course, to follow them up to Vancouver to see them getting drafted, to kind of follow that whole story full circle. You know, you see guys obviously from the NTDP team, you know, Spencer Knight being one that was picked by Florida here. Um, but even other guys that were on some of the other teams, you know, that were more just USHL central teams. You know, the, the smiles on their faces, the interviews, you know, they didn't know what to say. They were in shock. And it was truly a cool experience to be, you know, on the junior side of things and now to switch back over to pro and, and get to follow the stories and see it all come full circle. And Katie, I know I've got some some questions just about some of the, the places you've been and, and some of the things you've done over the years. But I guess just give everybody first, just, a, I guess, a, a quick, uh, quick rundown of sure. your stops along the way. Sure. Well, I went to uh, SUNY Geneseo. Got my hockey start there covering the Geneseo Ice Knights as their ringside reporter for the radio station WGSU there. Uh, and I also started my first kind of pro hockey experience working for the Rochester Americans. And I can honestly say that's really where I learned almost everything that I'm still using today. Had a great mentor there, really kind of shaped who I kind of became as a reporter. From there, I did some work with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, upon graduation, I actually decided to try the whole uh, TV route, went to work for an NBC affiliate station. Uh, which was, uh, you know, a lot of high school sports, but also some really cool events. Uh, covered a Stanley Cup final, covered an AFC wildcard game. You know, getting in that football mode for a bit was a lot of fun. You were in Erie. Yes, that's right. Which is in where Erie. the movie That Thing You Do was set. One of my favorite movies of all time, yes. <laughs> so I got to cover a lot of cool markets uh, between Cleveland, Buffalo, and Pittsburgh, which Pittsburgh is home, so that was especially neat for me. Um, and then ultimately led me into the USHL in Chicago. And along the way, I got my master's from the Newhouse School, which you're a little bit familiar yeah. with. Yes. As well. Yep. So it's been a pretty, pretty cool run and, and it's uh, all coming together here in Florida. Got family across the state in Naples. So uh, we're going to have a couple extra fans at every single game, hopefully. So that's where your career began. That's your hockey DB page. We, we, we see all the stops there. But uh, you wrote a really nice blog for FloridaPanthers.com when you got here. And you said, basically, this is your dream job in all caps. You got the mm -hmm. point across. This is your dream job. Uh, I know Doug, this is Doug and I's dream job being here with the Florida Panthers. It really is something special. But when did that dream start? Like, Take us back way before you, you really picked up the microphone when did you want to work in hockey well I started playing hockey when I was younger so I always had the passion for the sport itself and then I was kind of in an interesting place actually all through through uh, you know elementary school and middle school I did musicals so I loved being on stage and I loved performing so 
along the way, I guess I just sort of meshed the two worlds and figured, okay, I'm good at talking in front of people. I can talk on camera. I can talk on the radio. So it sort of just blossomed at Geneseo. That's really where it all started. And, you know, being between the benches, like I said in that blog, you know, I just got this adrenaline rush. And, you know, it was so addictive. You know, you just get to cover these games and see these guys play. And, and the more I got into it, the more I realized I could really maybe make this thing a career. And, and here we are. And, and you talk about that adrenaline rush. How does the rush compare being on stage doing a musical to being on camera at a hockey game? <laughs> it's a little different. You know, you can't really see the crowd, to be honest. The lights are all so bright. But, uh, you know, I, I definitely couldn't dance. So the singing part was really where I focused in. And, and, and I don't know if there's really a comparison uh, to, to reporting rinkside, but just in general, getting uh, the confidence, I think, to be able to talk in front of a, a crowd is, is really where it came from. Was there one show you remember being in that you I was really... going to ask her a specific role. Yes, I got to know yes. a role here. Okay, so I was... This is actually an interesting story. So uh, we didn't have a lot of boys in the acting group that I was a part of. So uh, there was a role in Seussical, which is based off of the Dr. Seuss books, um, Horton Hears a Who and all oh. that. So uh, they needed someone to play Jojo, which is the mayor's son. So I got picked... <laughs> I cut all my hair off. Had That's commitment. That's dedication. Literally a mo- they didn't give me a choice. But cut all my hair off, and I was, I was JoJo. So I had a good little uh, boy haircut for the show, and then slowly afterwards, I went through all of middle school with a mullet. Pretty much. I think that's a good while. I think so that's a good look. Maybe we can bring. And that I also back feel like this point. is the best time to finally r- reveal on this show. So we say we're we're here. You know, I think it's our 80th episode or so. We've never talked about this, but this is the perfect segue. Finally, Doug also has a history in theater, and he was the Danny Zuko in Greece. I was. And if you look, the thing is, it sounds crazy, but when you look at Doug and you hear Doug, it makes perfect sense after you hear it. Absolutely. So yeah. I think at some point, maybe if we had a Florida Panthers talent show. You two it was a lot together. of fun. You two summer get together. Nights, you do summer maybe. nights, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. It's it, it was it was a lot of fun. It was uh, my senior year of high school. I was Danny Zuko. It was uh, it was some of the most fun that I had growing up. So. I've also done Greece. I was like chorus person number four. Oh, so that's better than chorus person number five. Though moving <laughs> on up in the so world, true. you're climbing the ladder. Big, big but um, Doug, we talked about new players, uh, Katie, new media members. A lot of everything's new this week, but also some familiar faces. Like we said, one of those faces, Henrik Borgstrom, kind of uh, everyone's in the same boat, but he's definitely the most accomplished guy here at this week's camp. Uh, played 50 games with the Panthers last year, 18 points, uh, really made his mark during his rookie season. Now coming up and looking to build on that. And you and I had a chance to talk with Borgie today at rookie camp before we kind of get into training camp. And he starts fighting for that job. So uh, quickly, here's our chat with uh, Henrik Borgstrom. All right, well, first, welcome back. Great to see you again. Thanks for being here with us uh, on Territory Talk once again. And just got to ask you how exciting it is to, to be back here, to see all the familiar faces around and, and be getting ready for another season here. Yeah, of course. Uh, it feels good. It feels good to come back here. And, uh, you know, as you said, seeing all the, all the guys and uh, you know, uh, it's 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 fun. I like it. And today we got the got the rookie camp going on. And you know, uh, I thought the pace was pace was good. And uh, you know, it feels good. And how important is this this rookie camp for yourself? Just it's twenty five guys, but on Friday that's going to turn into sixty one guys. Just this kind of two day window here for yourself to really make your mark and really make a good impression. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was here last year, so I kind of know what, what it is and uh, what you have to do. And I'm already familiar with uh, all the drills, too. You know, we have uh, we got our AHL guys uh, or coaches 
out there with us so you know i'm pretty familiar with their with their uh, protocols and uh how they how they like to uh, you know coach so uh, but i mean it's it's gonna be it's gonna be wild on friday when we get on the ice and there's gonna be what three groups and uh, a lot of people. yeah a lot of people and uh, uh you know a lot of scrimmages going on so yeah of course it's uh Good two, good two days uh, before before the actual camp starts. And obviously, Joel Quenville here is the head coach. Can you sense a buzz and excitement around around him being here? Oh yeah, for sure, for, for sure. You know, he's a uh, uh, he's a well known guy, and uh, you know, everyone knows what he what he did in Chicago. And uh, I mean, yeah, you can definitely feel it. And for yourself, uh, last year, fifty games with the Panthers. You talked about camp last year. How different do you feel this year, just being a guy that's you know got that much experience in the NHL? Uh, of course, it, it's a little different, but I mean, I'm not taking anything for granted. Uh, like I did last year, you know, I, I got to work for my spot and, uh, you know, but overall, I feel like it's it's way easier you, just to know, like, how the training camp is, like, uh, you know, all the games, the pace, like what, what, what you need to do, uh, you know, that the coaches will spot, spot you out there in a good way, <laughs> of course. Um, but I mean, yeah, it, of course, it helps. And sort of off of that, I mean, just coming in here, knowing what's expected over a full season, knowing, you know, knowing what's expected of you yeah. and yourself, you know, knowing what you have to do to, to go through that that grind of a full season. I mean, how much more how much does that benefit you coming into the year? Just just knowing what it takes to go through that that long pro season. Yeah, of course, you know, after last season, it's uh it's a very tough league, uh, to say at least. You know, uh, 82 games in a season. Uh, it's it's a lot, and you know it. Uh, it uh, you know takes a lot too. You know you gotta you gotta uh, take care of your body. Uh, you know, I hate these cliches, but it's true. Like you have to. You we have love to. the cliches. Yeah, I know. I know. It's <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah. Of course, not, now I know what it is. You know, coming coming out from college, it's. It's different for sure. Playing like forty games there, it's it's nothing to co- compared to eighty two games. So yeah, it's definitely different, and uh, I think I'm more ready. I remember we talked to you at Locker Cleanout. You said this summer you didn't want to necessarily just get bigger and put on weight. You wanted to get stronger. I know it was a big goal for you. You joked you, you didn't want to look like a middle schooler anymore. You know, yeah, we got a lot of laughs out of that one. But just for yourself, I mean, you look you standing across the table right here. You, you look bigger. I mean, just kind of what did you do this summer, and kind of how much did you work, and kind of what was your focus and put kind of making that happen. Well, I, I I worked out with uh, with the same crew group of guys I I've been working out with uh, the last three years, and you know I thought this summer I, I took more steps forward, um, and it was it was a good summer. I liked it. You know I I could s- still be bigger, but uh, you know with my body type I don't think I'll ever be like two thirty. <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna be a linebacker. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could be, and that that would make things a lot easier, but. I mean, yeah, just trying to get stronger. I thought I think my upper upper body strength, uh, you know, is is uh, way higher than it was last year, and uh, you know, just feeling better better than last year overall. Yeah, how have those workouts evolved? The guys, I know training's always evolving in every sport. For hockey, it seems like every year a guy's maybe adding something new or changing something up. For yourself, just kind of how's your training evolved since you know your college days to now? Um, well, I mean, it's different, like the way we way we work out and. Uh, and practice back home. I, I feel like you know, all the coaches they have their own own mentalities and the ways they they think like every coach has their own way mm-hmm. and they think that's the right way usually. But I mean, 
I don't know if it's, you know, what's the best way. I feel like there are a lot of ways to become like the best player uh, you can be. But um, I mean, my workouts, they, they've been pretty much the same. Of course, there are like there are things that will, will change and have changed. But uh, I mean, uh, in a big picture, I feel like it's it's still pretty much the like same I, at least for me and what I've what I've done the last last three summers. We we always talk about it during the season how important it is to keep that day by day mindset, just taking things one day at a time, one practice at a time, one game at a time. How hard is it during the preseason? You know, there's the excitement of camp starting, but how hard is it to I guess not look ahead to when the season starts and, and keep that day by day, that same day by day mentality through camp and, and through the preseason. I mean, yeah, that's actually, that's a good question. And it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty difficult. I feel like, you know, you know, it would be nice to just fast forward time ahead. Like, <laughs> I mean, the next two weeks and, you know, you'd be much wiser and you would know a lot, a lot more than I do right now. But, uh, you know, just, like you said i mean you have to you have and you have to and you ha- have to try try and stay stay in the moment and uh you know i don't want to get too too excited and you know not not starting to think about too much uh, about the future and like what's 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 it going to be like in the next like or in in three weeks like i'm trying to go uh day by day like you said and uh yeah i think that that'll work and going back a little bit, uh, you, you were like I said, you were you spent most of the summer in Finland back home. Is that, was that the plan? Yeah. And when you do that, I mean, coming back over as a guy that played in the NHL, like I said, like fifty games. Did did, did you, was there more of a buzz over there? Did you get recognized in the streets? Uh, did, you, did you feel that a little bit when you went home? Uh, no, not really. No. 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 <laughs> what, what, what about with the, what about with the family? I know you got a, you got a big family over there. Were they talking about it quite a bit? Yeah, of course they're like family. They're always interested about uh, about my stuff and. Uh, yeah but i mean the question like if if anyone else recognized me <laughs> i would say no like i don't think anyone anyone rec- recognized me uh except like when you're at the rink of course people will like they'll they'll know you well remember better, you said but, like, finland's also a polite country is it a type of place where if you are a superstar that people come up to you in the streets or no is that kind of frowned upon well they they will but like you have to be like barky <laughs> <laughs> but i i enjoy i enjoy it uh it's it's nice that people don't recognize me yet well uh, speaking speaking of that though a fan did tweet out the other day they saw you at Publix here a couple days yeah ago. and i was super because I, I i um it was funny because i i was just talking about it to uh repo sebastian repo yeah he came in uh saturday night and we were we were at the Publix and uh in parkland and uh i i just told him like yeah it's it's pretty weird like no one ever recognizes like hockey players out mm-hmm. here and i was telling like the one time me and uh, lamico uh we were in boca last year at the mall and one guy actually recognized us and he wanted a picture with us and i was like yeah that's like the only time and then we go we go in and uh there's guy and he's like yeah good luck good luck uh for the season or whatever and i was like oh <laughs> thanks <laughs> he's like i don't know what you're talking like about super, yeah, like, yeah. like super excited I, uh, like that doesn't happen that often here i don't think and yeah it was cool it was cool and you guys talk about making that happen wanting to happen more often here building the bus this team getting into the playoffs things like that doug asked you about you know personal expectations but do you feel the team expectations too now that you are back here with everything going on with all the big moves in the offseason and all that stuff well yeah of course i mean uh you know like I feel like everyone has been talking about it 
uh, that we should have made the playoffs last year too, and uh, and especially with the guys uh, with the guys coming coming in in here during the summer, and uh, I feel like uh, there's even more like especially coming from the fans, but like everybody, they're expecting us to be even better, and uh, you know uh, I feel like that <laughs> that's a huge possibility. Yeah, I got two two quick ones from from me, and that's that's it for me. But for the but for uh, for yourself, I guess just in order to to achieve what you want to this year going through it we've touched on a little bit but what's the the biggest thing that you think you need to do maybe whether it's uh, on the ice mindset wise what's the biggest key for you as far as being able to, to do what you want to do this season uh well i think it all starts with uh with basic stuff you know just just never quitting uh like trying to be as as hard to play against as possible and uh, a lot of little things and of course i want to play or at least try to play m- more of my own game you know play with the puck and be able to make plays uh um and you know that way i feel like i would i would you know be better <laughs> but um uh i'm just like trying to play hard um trying to earn my spot in the team and uh let's see let's see where that takes me and we've talked a lot of a lot of on ice stuff uh, jameson and i we we spent a decent amount of time in in helsinki we love the place i just want to know what you what'd you do off the ice leisure time when you were relaxing kicking back any anywhere you went any, any to, hesberger any s smart yeah you remember the, names. Car, the carl fazer's chocolate yeah. i i bought so much of that so about <laughs> filled up my suitcase with it uh what what what'd you do off the ice uh well first of all yeah i gotta i gotta tell you guys hesburger is really good yeah, uh, yeah it went it's great i enjoyed it not even just hesburger though i mean the mcdonald's in finland's 10 times better than the mcdonald's here too oh yeah, all, for every, sure, all the yeah. i went I've to the taco bell in helsinki people, twice yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, what'd, you, what'd you do it's a great city i know do you do you kind of spend a lot of time in the city proper or are you more uh, on the outskirts in the suburbs uh, i'm usually more more in the outskirts but of course i I, I I do hang out in the city too, you know, uh, but I mean, I was I was working out a lot, practicing a lot, uh, and then you know going to soccer game, um, playing tennis, like all kind of all kinds of stuff, and uh, you know going out a few times too. Uh, I mean, it's it's a nice city, especially during the summertime too, because the sun really does not go down, <laughs> so it's it's pretty cool and weather is good. I I loved it, and then. Um, I took a week off uh, in July, and we went to uh, Eastern Finland with my with my family. Uh, and yeah, it was it was a good summer. Loved it. And I gotta ask, speaking of that, uh, Doug and I, like we said, we were, we were there last year with the team. We did the flight back, uh, yeah. a very long flight all the way from Helsinki to South Florida. How'd you kill the time? You you just came back. How was that flight? How'd you kill the time? Were you sleeping, watching movies? What were you doing? Oh, of course, uh, the ideal flight would be that. Uh, you'd be sleeping the whole whole flight, but uh, I don't think that's possible. I usually just download a bunch of bunch of movies or uh, you know different shows and uh, try to relax. Uh, but luckily, uh, you know, I, I had a connecting flight from Stockholm, and uh, I had so much time it was delayed too. So I was I was able to go to Stockholm, the city of Stockholm, explore a bit, and uh, then then I actually slept five hours of the. Uh, of the second flight so that was pretty, yeah, that was a, split it up yeah. yeah yeah that was a that was a good good one for me and you know uh still a little bit jet lag but uh <laughs> uh yeah i mean just download a bunch of a bunch of series and 
that's that's going to help. And speaking of series, that's that's reminding me of something. I remember last year, I think it was, uh, you mentioned you're a big fan of Friends, the show. Yeah, of course. But then I read a, an article uh, also last year about how it's really taken off in Europe and stuff. Because obviously the show aired, you know, 15, 20 years ago. But it yeah. seems like your generation really through streaming and stuff has fallen in love with it. Just kind of how did you get into it and just how much do you like Friends? Oh, I love, yeah, I love Friends. I love Joey the most, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I haven't watched it that much, but uh, I mean, you know, when I when – I, uh, got got netflix for the first time and i started you know i just and actually it was it was by the time i was i was injured for for three months and i didn't really have that much going on except for school and you know um you know just going back home and watching friends that was that was all i got at that point so um but i mean yeah like streaming networks like like netflix hbo those things help a lot uh, and but I don't know. I feel like everyone loves. It's everyone like Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, it's all, exactly, yeah. Friends exactly. and Seinfeld. I think in reruns on TV, you can probably catch twenty-five episodes. A day yeah, just yeah. flipping through the like channels. They're coming. They're coming every day from or on TV, and it's it's you know it's kind of hard to escape for from them. And speaking of that, my last one, just kind of what do you, what do you, what are you watching now? What are you watching these days? What's the new show? What's well, the new show? Actually, I uh, I just finished uh, this. What is it called? It's a Spanish one on Netflix. Netflix, a Netflix original show. It's um, I don't know the word in English, but it's really good. And then I've been watching Blackish. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, I love that one too. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's super funny. So, do you research shows before you do it, or you just scroll through, click it, watch an episode and if you like it, you um, just go through it? I've been restricting my uh, my show show watching time, I guess, but uh, but. No, usually I just uh, I start watching shows if like you know some or one of my friends um, they recommend it or you know whatever like like people usually start yeah. watching shows. Word of mouth. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, uh, yeah, but now I'm I've been watching uh, I've been watching uh, Blackish and that that one is really funny. I love it. <laughs> well, we thank you very much uh, once again for uh, for taking some time for us today on our show. Yeah, no, we thank we thank you very much <laughs> once again for. Uh, for being a part of it and uh, any wish we wish you the best of luck here uh, throughout camp and as we get into the start of the season thanks again thanks thank Borgie. you guys well Doug great to hear from Borgie there uh, one of our favorite guests on the show loved getting him last season and uh, I know you and I both expect big things from him this year yeah Henrik Borgstrom they call me artist for a reason he's uh, he's just got tons of offensive skill and last year you saw him really round out as uh, you know continuing to round out his full game and uh, and he played some good minutes last year and you saw some of those those big plays that he can make and uh, and obviously going back when he was in college we saw uh, there's a reason again why they called him the artist he's one of the most exciting players in the country and uh, and we can't wait to see his game continue to round out and uh, and again just a really exciting player so Henrik Borgstrom one of those guys that I know a lot of people are going to be focused in on here as we get into training camp and Katie uh, Henrik Borgstrom is just one of many guys that will be on this Panthers roster this season so just I mean when you got the job going back to you here for a minute how much time did you spend just immediately going to FloridaPanthers.com learning everything you could about this roster all those good things and is there one player in particular you really 
looking forward to getting like that first kind of one-on-one interview with? Absolutely. I mean, truthfully, the preparation started when I found out I had an interview at all. And it was a great time to have an interview because we had just gotten through such an exciting free agency period with Dale Talon bringing in so many good pieces. Uh, Obviously, Sergei Bobrovsky, a big one. Joel Quenville started, you know, right before free agency with the season ending. Um, But for me, actually, uh, when I was going through and sort of figuring out who's who and what's what, a player that really stood out to me and I like the style of their game was actually coming in from Boston is Nolachari. I just I love the energy that he brings and how, you know, he he doesn't seem on, you know, on paper, maybe like he's the first guy that you'd be expecting a big thing from. But, you know, truthfully, just the impact he can bring leading leading Boston in hits. And that's you know, that's a physical team. So We're that's not exactly area. that's not exactly an easy thing to do to be leading them. So he, he had such an impact for them in the playoffs. And he obviously brings in that playoff experience as well. I think he's going to really translate well into being, you know, being a center for that, you know, fourth line here, just really bringing in some good minutes. Uh, and he's similar to a Trocek kind of player that, you know, that engine of the team. So really looking forward to seeing what he does. And and then from the rookie standpoint, Hepanyemi, smaller guy, but size Big does fan. not matter. Uh, coming from the USHL, seeing a player like Cole Caulfield, what he was able to do, and he's even smaller. Hepanyemi has never let that size, you know, affect him. And I can't wait to see, you know, if he does get some NHL minutes, what he does. And I got to ask, so obviously when you're scouting or watching players, you watch game tape, you see how they do in the ice. But as a reporter, do you ever go back and watch old interviews of other players before before you interview them to maybe get see their tendencies, maybe go and see what they like and don't like? Did, did you do that? I think the biggest thing is to find out how good are they, you know, if they're coming over from a different country. How, how good is their English? That, that's important. What am I working with here? So that's always a big thing. And then, you know, again, we've got, you know, you've got guys coming from all over the place. So uh, I think at this time of the year, especially joining a new team, I'm just trying to make sure that I know everybody's name and I don't call somebody <laughs> the wrong one. But but no, definitely, uh, you know, I, I'd like to look back at old interviews and just kind of get a feel for what the guys bring. But at this level, truthfully, you know, they've been through the ringer. They're also good at, you know, giving you the answers. And a lot of the times you're just getting the full 60 minutes, play a full game, you know, pucks to the net. But again, you know, they're all going to, you know, have a have a good f- smile on, especially with this team, because, you know, I think there's going to be some really, really big wins and some some fun interviews to follow. And back to your point about Noel Achari, I, I know just had the Panthers played the Boston Bruins so much, obviously. Mm-hmm. So we had a, a chance to see a pretty good sample size of, of Nolachari. And it's a phrase that I've used to, to describe a couple of guys. I think, uh, you know, I think it might have been last week. I said the same thing about about Jace Howerluck, But Nolachari, one of those guys that and you mentioned leading the, the Bruins and hits one of those guys. Every time he's on the ice, he lets you know he's out there one way or another. And uh, and sometimes, you know, it was through a big hit or winning a face off or, or something like that. He's certainly a guy that brings a lot of those uh, those important skill sets to the table, maybe skill sets that don't always show up on the score sheet, but are incredibly valuable. And uh, and again, I'm really excited, like you are, to, to like you guys both are, to, to see him uh, to see him hit the ice here soon. One last thing, I want to get to a quick little little anecdote. You you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned Katie when you were a student at SUNY Geneseo. Yes, you you had a, a class taught by one of my dearest friends, Nate Lull. So a, a hello to Nate Lull. Hey Nate. He was teaching the class. You were a student in the class. Nate had his good friend Doug Plagans on as a guest speaker to talk to the class. You were in the room and you still wanted to go into the industry. <laughs> That's right. I even emailed you afterwards to pretty much beg for any type of job in the future. Did you email him as connection. Mr. Plagans? <gasps> Did I? Or did he say I Doug? I said, hi, Mr. Probably Doug. Doug. Mr. Doug Plagans. Nothing's worse than meeting someone and calling him a mister, and then eventually it goes away because you feel like it, it just feels weird, you know? I he said, was a great guest speaker. That's really all I remember. Like, I remember some, some younger players occasionally call you, like, Mr. Olive or something. You're like, oh, man, don't do that. Like, <laughs> Aging yourself. You're there. always aging yourself. 
But that, uh, I, you know, it's a small world. It you know, comes it's a, full circle. It's, uh, we always say hockey is a small world, and I guess broadcasting is even smaller. And we are, here we uh, are. Yeah, we're, we're very excited for the new season. Very excited to, to have you here and, uh, and excited to, to get going here. So I know we're, we're looking forward to working with you. We're very, uh, very happy for you here, and, and uh, big congratulations once again. And, and thanks for joining us here today on Territory Talk. Your, your first, uh, your rookie episode of Territory right. Talk, I guess. Inaugural episode for me. Thank you, guys. I can't wait to get started. And real quick before we uh, before we get going here for the week, big thanks once again, everybody who tuned in. But a reminder, you want to get those Panthers tickets as quickly as possible. FloridaPanthers.com 954-835-PUCK. As I always say, whether you want to go to one game or all the games by yourself or with all your friends, we can sort something out that works for you. So 954-835-PUCK, FloridaPanthers.com. Get those tickets now. You can find out uh, more information on the, the promotional schedule, things like that on FloridaPanthers.com as well. Well, all that's there. Get your tickets as soon as you can. And uh, we hope to see you out here at the BB&T Center very soon. And uh, and again, big thanks, everybody, for tuning in this week on Territory Talk. So that's going to do it. Big thanks to our guests, Katie Gauze, Henrik Borgstrom. And uh, and as always, big thanks, everybody, for tuning in, making Territory Talk a part of your listening week. Again, every Wednesday, fresh material, floridapanthers.com slash Territory Talk, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. You can't find us, not just your favorite music. You can find the official podcast of the Florida Panthers for Jamison Olive for Katie Gauze for Henrik Borgstrom again thanks everybody and uh, and again uh, we'll talk to you next week thanks for being with us today thanks for listening to Territory Talk the official podcast of the Florida Panthers for all your Panthers news and information follow FLA Panthers on Twitter